Hello, my praying people. You are listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast, and I'm Leanne McCoy, your host. On this podcast, we're going to unpack the mystery of prayer. Along the way, your faith will be strengthened and your relationship with Christ will be taken to new levels. Prayer is the most powerful tool we have as believers, but far too few of us know where to even begin in exercising and using this powerful tool. Let's take this journey together and experience what happens when we pray. Don't we often come to pray because we're searching for peace? I mean, something's bothering us. We're all in a his hissy over it. We, we're unsettled. We don't like it. And so don't we like sometimes press in to pray because we really want God to make it okay. Like we want it to get fixed. We want it to be the way we want it to be. And so we come to pray because we're asking God to bring peace to us. And if you think about it, I mean, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And so we come to God, we come to him, ask him for peace. And uh, we wonder often, I guess, why it didn't come as quickly as we'd like for it to. But I want to talk to you today for just a little bit about what it means to pray for peace. I'm in a Bible study with my family members, the women family members, my mom, my sisters, my nieces. It has been delightful. We've been doing this for um, tomorrow night will be our seventh session, and that ends actually the first Bible study we've been doing. And even though it took like two weeks to come up with a start date, it's been remarkable how all of us have been able to show up on Zoom Now you can get together when you're not together. Isn't that the coolest thing? And in doing this, I've wondered why on earth have I not thought to have Bible study with my family before? (laughs) I've also wondered at the miraculous power of God that's allowed us to get along with each other during sometimes what is a very raw, heated, and honest conversation. (laughs) But it's been fun. Highly recommend it. Y'all get out there and have some Bible study with your family members. But um, in the study we're doing, we're doing a study written by Christy McClelland called Jesus and Women. And in this study, Christy really talks to us about the context of uh, the culture that Jesus wrote Scripture in. And she gave us the definition of peace and, and explained to us that this definition of peace in the Hebrew, the word that we translate from the Hebrew language to peace is shalom. And she said it means so much more than our English word, peace. So I'm going to read just two paragraphs out of her study so you understand what I'm talking about here. This is what Christy wrote. The Garden of Eden was created in shalom, a Hebrew word that means wholeness, harmony, flourishing, and delight. Most people hear the word shalom and immediately think of peace. But in Hebrew, shalom means much more than peace. As Cornelius Plantinga Jr. puts it, shalom is the way things ought to be. In Genesis 3, Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit and sin entered the world. The story. Shalom was disturbed and thrown off balance because sin messes up the way things were meant to be. We were created for Eden but find ourselves living in a broken world where sin still disturbs shalom. We all ache for Eden. We long for home. Isn't that a powerful definition of peace? 
You see, God is here with us today to make things as they ought to be. When we come to pray, when we bring our request to him, we're inviting him to respond to us by making things as they ought to be. We're asking God to usher in our shalom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is the way that Jesus put it in the Lord's Prayer. If you want God to make things the way they ought to be in regards to relationships and the situations that you find yourself in today, then the only way to get there is to pray a prayer that's pretty um, that other people talk about too, and I'm sure I'll talk about it more, but it's called the prayer of relinquishment. The prayer of relinquishment will allow you to do the critical work that's proven to bring victory in every battlefield that you find yourself on. And my friends, don't forget that prayer is warfare. Prayer is the strategy. When we come to pray, we're not coming just to be comforted or just to be restored or just to be patted on the back and and um, reassured that everything's okay. When we come to pray, man, we're going to war. We're going to battle. We are going out there on the battlefield of our lives and inviting God to come in with the power and the glory that belongs to him and making things as they ought to be. Sorry, I guess. Get a little excited and it sounds a lot like a woman preaching. <laughs> but let's talk about this prayer of relinquishment. The prayer of relinquishment sounds like this. Lord, I reconcile my desires with yours. I yield my will to your will. And I choose to accept whatever you choose to give me because I trust in your goodness and I trust in the goodness of your sovereign purposes. Now the words can be different, but the heart of the prayer of relinquishment is just that. It's relinquishing my will, my thoughts, my jurisdiction, my leadership, my input. It's a hard prayer to pray. The prayer of relinquishment means taking me off the leadership team. It means stepping aside and letting God rule. It means letting God write the story however he chooses to write it. Paul Miller, in his book, A Praying Life, said this about our surrender and the power that has in prayer. This is what he said. The great struggle of life isn't trying to discern God's will. It is trying to discern and then disown my own. Once I see that, then prayer flows. I have to be praying because I'm no longer in charge. Either I see all of life as a gift or demand that life have a certain look to it. My friends, praying the prayer of relinquishment is letting go and letting God do whatever he desires to do, however he chooses to do it, to do it. Living the prayer of relinquishment. Now, there's one thing about praying the prayer of relinquishment, and it's then another thing altogether to live the prayer of relinquishment. Living the prayer of relinquishment means being about our Father's business and waiting on Him. And I want you to think of waiting not as just sitting and um, 
twiddling our thumbs or trying to stay busy doing busy work. I want you to think of waiting in a more active sense than that. I want you to think of how we wait on the Lord as being like an award-winning server waits on the table of the most famous celebrities you could imagine at the world's finest restaurant for as long as it takes to serve them. You see, God invites us to live the prayer of relinquishment by serving him with our whole heart, with every skill we have, and with attentiveness to the details for as long as it takes for him to resolve the situation and deliver to us our answer. When we live the prayer of relinquishment, we demonstrate and act on our confidence that the God who loves us best is able to be trusted with that which matters most. Another quote from Paul Miller in his book, A Praying Life, is this. We can't pray effectively until we get in touch with our inner brat. You heard that right. I said inner brat. (laughs) And I have to love this quote. We can't pray effectively until we get in touch with our inner brat. When we see our own self-will, it opens the door to doing things through God. Instead of singing Frank Sinatra's song, My Way, we enter God's story and watch him do it his way. No one works like him. Y'all remember Hannah in the Bible, don't you? That bless her heart and fertile woman who had a rival woman. Oh my word, how terrible is that? Peninnah, who kept having babies, and she couldn't have any babies. And even though her husband loved her more, she was not delivering any babies to him. And she went into the temple, and she's crying out to God. And her crying and her longing is so deep and so desperate and so honest before God that Eli, the priest, comes over and he reprimands her. He says, how long are you going to be drinking? Put the wine away. And um, she goes, no, I'm not. I've not. I've not had any drink. I'm just crying out to the Lord. And then Eli says to Hannah, then you're going to get what you're asking for. God's going to give you the answer to your prayer. And the beauty of Hannah's story is that the minute she heard Eli's words, she knew that she had taken hold of a promise from God himself. She'd poured her heart out before him. He gave her the promise. And that minute she became pregnant with the promise of God. Later on, she did what you have to do to conceive the baby. But she was pregnant with the answer to her prayer long before she was pregnant with Samuel. And that's how we are when we are coming into prayer. We've prayed the prayer of relinquishment and we're taking hold of what God has done for us. When you're pregnant, you're not a little bit or a lot of bit pregnant. As surely as you've conceived a baby, in the fullness of time, you're going to have that baby. My advice to you right now, my friend, is to take your spiritual prenatal vitamins, and that's simply staying in God's Word, taking hold of His promises, 
praising and praying and being in fellowship and community with other growing disciples of Christ. I mean, do these things on a daily basis. Walk with the Lord. Serve Him faithfully as your miracle develops. Suffer through that morning sickness if you have to. And when the time comes, you will labor and you will know that God is faithful. Because when the time is just right, he, the God who knows how things ought to be, will respond to the trust and the beautiful serving that you've been doing as you've been waiting by delivering into your your arms the most precious answer to your prayer, which will literally be the way things ought to be. Shalom. Oh, shalom. God, let things be in my life, in this situation, in this marriage, in this child, in this job, in this financial need, in this physical crisis I'm in. Oh, God, let it be as it ought to be. I choose to place my full and complete confidence in you. It's in Jesus, the Prince of Peace. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast. For more information on my speaking and writing ministry, go to leannemccoy.com. To learn more about the prayer clinic ministry, go to prayer.clinic. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe. We'll see you next time, my praying people.